What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Down Yikes. Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs, where here's the thing, you can check the score, hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs, just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all, kept the floor playing, got an all band, y'all seen the block, stop the one hand, and pack with trust, it's power, have the guts, we're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to a special edition of Five on the Floor, Five on the Floor Live even. We come to you um, on the 17th of January at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time live on the YouTube channel, uh, subscribe, like, share. Uh, we'd love to see the channel continue to grow on YouTube. Uh, I am your host, Greg Sylvander. Today's, tonight's floor plan with me on this special edition, uh, which really is going to be kind of how we um, usher in transaction season. And I know that everybody gets excited for that. So we're going to talk a little bit about um, the upcoming transaction season, some things to look out for, uh, and on with me to do that is um, you'll see one familiar face, uh, my five on the floor co-host Alex Toledo uh, directly below me. Um, and then we also have the coach Sean Rochester, follow him at S Rochester NBA and Brian Fonseca, follow him at Brian Fonseca NY. Um, Tropical Blanket is Alex's handle and I'm at Greg Sylvander. Um, before we dive into this transaction stuff, I'm starting off with a major shout out to my favorite daily fantasy uh, partner. And that is prize picks. I play it every day. Y'all know the deal. I just posted my picks. James Harden is the taco at 16 and a half points tonight. I'm taking over. That's easy money. That's a free square. And then I took uh, uh, under on Ben Simmons, 10 points because he never scores in double figures. And I like taking unders on Ben Simmons. Prize picks is easy, fun because you can either take players you like or maybe you want to, uh, you hate them and you still want to take them. Uh, you choose your favorite players, choose your favorite props, whether it's points, steals, assists, blocks, choose their over and under, and then you can win up to 10 times your money. Use the code five F I V E. That'll get your initial deposit matched up to a hundred dollars. You need to go to prizepicks.com or download the app. Use the code five. Here's the key though. You have to make a deposit to get said deposit match. So the big advantage there is you got to deposit money to play. Um, but it's a lot of fun. You can mix sports, put up to six players on one card. Uh, we're getting a great demonstration of the desktop version there, but it also is a great app as well. Use the code five to get your initial deposit matched up to $100. Prize picks the official daily fantasy uh, sponsor of Five Reasons Sports Network. All right. So transaction season is coming. And I think all of us can acknowledge that there's a lot of fun that comes with that. There's a lot of bullshit that comes with that. Pardon my French, if that is that, that ain't French. I don't know why. Hey man, we're trying to get this on the podcast feed. Uh, this is true. I think that I can say that though. Um, but also, there's a lot of intriguing things that go on, and with the amount of parity that's in the league right now, I think we have a, a especially interesting and 
um, what could be unpredictable deadline. Cause I think to get a read on the league is probably harder than ever. The more I talk to people um, and the more that I talk to and ask them who they talk to, um, <laughs> who they're adjacent to, uh, people can't get a read on what the hell is going to happen. Um, so our attempt today is to maybe set the stage for you as Miami Heat fans on what to expect heading into the deadline, what tools the Miami Heat have at their disposal. Those are the things I'm going to run through early on here. And then we're going to kind of go around the room and talk about players we like that may be on the market, deals we like. And then all, obviously we'll dive into questions and we will uh, take your comments. We got some great ones from Twitter that we're going to go to also. Uh, so Sean and Brian and Alex will help me do that. Great ones, you say, huh? <laughs> great ones, but they, they may be great for the wrong reasons. Um, They're always so great. Let, let me just quickly set the stage uh, as it relates to the Miami Heat and their situation um, because it matters to actually think about this as we look at the trade landscape. The Miami Heat are essentially running right now um, with an open roster spot in an effort to remain ever so slightly below the luxury tax. They are currently tracking, and this changes every day due to prorated portions of salaries, and there are people better than me that can find that information. Shout out to uh, Brian Goins and Miami Heat beat as one. But they're around 185 k away from the luxury tax, so they're doing very little to get any closer to that number. So step one, when you're thinking about trades, as we head into this deadline season, the Heat are not going to take back a ton more salary than they're sending out. So think about that as you're, as you're pulling your trades together. It's not feasible for them to take back um, $4 million more than they're sending out because it'll send them into luxury tax, and I don't think that there's very many options where that will be the case. As far as draft picks available to be traded just um quickly they have their 2023 pick they have their 2024 pick their 2025 pick is locked up with okc due to protections and such hopefully it will convey then um so really they have at this moment two tradable picks i don't believe that they're going to put both of those picks in any kind of deal at this current moment i think the 2023 pick is the most relevant one because they can put lottery protection um that's the stage that I'm setting. So those are the parameters, y'all. I'm not going to we, – we shouldn't go down roads where the Heat all of a sudden are $30 million taxpayers. That's not how this is going to work. We, we would love to just drive the numbers up by throwing out those all-star names, but that's not realistic. So we also want to kind of come at it from that angle. I've spoke long enough. These dudes are all sitting around here quiet, and I continue to talk. Um, I am going to start with you, Brian. Because you um, were actually the one who I think nudged us in the direction of getting the show off the ground, so I appreciate that. But also, um, you've mentioned that the comments are wild, some of the trades are wild. What is your overall kind of um, mind frame heading into this transaction season for the Heat and for the league at large? Why does this fan base have a boner for D'Angelo Russell? That's where I'm at right now. Because it just doesn't make a lot of sense just from a heat basketball standpoint where I'm seeing a lot of people. I understand Nas Reed. Nas Reed, cool. If you want to, like, get D'Angelo Russell and Nas Reed, and if you want to reroute D'Angelo Russell somewhere else, fine. Getting D'Angelo Russell for Kyle Lowry in some sort of swap and whatever else just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. As somebody who, again covered the Brooklyn Nets from 2016 to 2019, was there for the D'Angelo Russell experience. And he was very good. He became an all-star during that time. But there were times, even in his all-star season at the beginning of the year, that he didn't jive with Kenny Atkinson. And how he became an all-star is really, he went to another level when Spencer Dinwiddie broke his thumb. And then, because before that, it was kind of debatable as to who the all-star on the team would be. But D'Angelo Russell was playing out of his mind offensively. Defensively is another story. But Kenny Atkinson is kind of an Eric Spolstra, not disciple, but like, you know, they're cut from the same coats and cloth. Eric Spolstra is a lot better. And Kenny Atkinson, I think is going to be a very good head coach when he gets another opportunity. If he was clashing with Kenny Atkinson then, and I do think D'Angelo Russell has improved and matured and become more of a leader in Minnesota uh, as far as their, you know, their growth has been the last couple of years. 
I don't think he makes a lot of sense on this roster, on this team. I don't think they need that. And if you're using the Kyle chip on D'Angelo Russell and Nas Reed, I think that's a waste because the Kyle chip and the contract in particular would be of better use after the season in the summer for reasons that we have sort of hinted at regarding a certain somebody potentially in LA whose contract is very large, but who also may be down to come back to Miami. I wouldn't use the the Kyle Lowry chip just to get off of it now because people all of a sudden want D'Angelo Russell, who by the way is an expiring contract. And then you have to ask yourself, is this somebody you want as part of Jimmy Butler's future long-term? I think he's a very talented player. I don't think he makes sense on this team in particular. Just not me. So that's where I'm at. You make a compelling case. I will say that um, if you, the Heat, (laughs) as currently projected, the Heat are 20 million in the tax before next year even arrives, just based off of the salaries that they have. So um, swapping out Kyle Lowry's 28 million for D'Angelo Russell's 31 million, which is then expiring if they plan on letting him walk, is one way to get underneath that number. Uh, sending Duncan away for an expiring is another way to get under that number. But that really kind of punts on on this build to a degree. So I do agree that that's maybe not where I, it, it would be an interesting move. I think it would be financially driven. Sean, do, what do you like about D'Angelo Russell? We talked recently about maybe this team doesn't need necessarily the same uh, kind of point guard they needed initially because of so many people being able to create and such. Um your thoughts on D'Angelo Russell, who's probably the biggest name that's been linked to the Heat the most nationally so far as we've gotten under the uh, way with transaction season. Yeah, I think it was me, you, and Alex were on a post game talking about that with uh, in reference to Gabe Vincent that you don't necessarily need a you know a true point guard like a, a Mark Price or Terrell Brandon to go down the left slot and get the, you know get the offense going. Um, sorry for those shout outs. I don't know. Those are the first two names that came to my mind. Um, but you know, D'Lo, first of all, Brian is so anti D'Lo. I don't know what happened, but he has convinced me like D'Lo is the plague. If he comes to Miami, like all things bad are going to happen. Um, I haven't dug into it too much. It's it's not that. (laughs) It just doesn't make sense here for the way this organization runs and heat culture and all that stuff. I think he's good on a different type of team. I actually think he would make sense in like Dallas. I don't know. If I just think he gives you scoring. He gives you zero defense. If that's what you want off the bench, that spark, I get it. I just don't see him as a starting point guard on a very good contending team. If that's what we're intending to do here, if it's a financial move because of the expiring aspect of his contract, now we're talking about a different story. We're not necessarily talking so much competitively. We're talking about, you know, financials. So I'm not, I don't expect that. I'm more of the person that's looking at 125% of 4.7 million Dwayne Dedman's salary. That's the range I'm looking at, not these big, you know, home run swings. I am glad that you went there because that, um, I, I can pass the ball to tropical blanket, but before I do so, be a wet blanket because I think that you just hit, you hit the, the nail on the head with this. 4.7, looking at the 120% either way, um, because I, I truthfully believe that Dwayne Dedman and his contract is probably the most likely chip that gets used here. Maybe you throw Omer in a deal to slightly increase the salary of the player you can go and get. Alex, um, do you think that there's a chance? And like, I guess this is an open-ended question. How likely do you think it is that a player like Duncan or Kyle in a deal of that magnitude could come to fruition just based off of um, like the kind of stuff you read nationally and what you've seen around this team? Um, And then if it is just a Deadman type deal, who are your favorite players that are in that range that you would want the Heat to look at that you think uh, could make a big difference considering that they only make around five million bucks, but they could still help this team and catapult them into at least out of the play-in scenario. Okay, so a lot there. Before I get into that, since we were talking about D'Angelo Russell, I wanted to <laughs> kind of look at his on and off data this year. So when he's on the floor for the Timberwolves this year, um, their net rating is negative 2.41. When he's off the floor, they're a positive 3.20. 
So about a five-point swing there with the Timberwolves. Okay, so not to blame everything on him, but I just thought, you know, some interesting context for D'Angelo Russell stuff, even though, you know, he is 11 years younger. Uh, not that I want him for, for the Heat or anything like that. That's not what I'm trying to get into. Uh, but, okay, I, I think when you talk about the, the Heat, you know, it, it's like the trade deadline, everything is categorized by what contracts are they going to use, right? And you said it, right? Like you, they are probably most likely to try to aim for something where they can move Deadman. Maybe they move a pick. And, you know, that's where they get their upgrade because the Duncan stuff looked like it might it, it might be a little bit more costly. Like, I just think it's a little bit tougher to move off that contract than it is to move off the Deadman one. So that's probably why they're aiming to do that. And it's easier to stay under the luxury tax when you're when Deadman is the guy that you're moving. So, like, you know, th- those are essentially not going to be the most exciting uh, names out there when you're talking about that category of trade. Right. When it's the Deadman plus perhaps a pick, perhaps another young player who doesn't uh, make a lot of money. Uh, and so there's one that I've kind of thought of that I threw in the five reasons chat as well a few days ago when, you know, after they were playing the Thunder, I had a couple of thoughts, right? Because I think the Heat have been linked to Mike Muscala before. So I thought about him as a, you know, theoretical shooting big. And then I thought about their other guy who's a little older now, Kenrich Williams. Uh, I think he's like 28 years old now, uh, who's a four. And I'm like, both of them make little to no money and have very manageable, you know, kind of deals. And I was wondering if that's the type of, you know, package deal that he could end up doing where it's like the most underwhelming in the sense of like, nobody's going to be extremely excited if right. he were to land those two guys. Anticlimatic. But it would help. Like it, it would kind of slot in those holes of uh, positionally of, of need, right? And it's not going to let you know take you over the top, but maybe you don't need to throw in a pick for that, right? You can just kind of maybe, you know, not a first-round pick, I mean. So just things like that is something I wouldn't be surprised if they made a move like that. I think really ultimately this comes down to how, you know, how badly do they want to contend? Because they talked since Jimmy Butler got here about not wasting those years, right? And I just think, kind of staying complacent with where they're at right now. Uh, it's just, it would be a mistake. It feels like it's kind of uh, staying in the middle. You're kind of just st- uh, sitting on top of the fence and not really making a decision. And as one of the most indecisive people in the world, I can attest to that. It feels like, you know, they're, they got to do something. And I understand it's, it's going to be tough with the luxury tax ramifications, but <laughs> You know, even if you can get a, a lower level vet front court piece, that's better than nothing, right? And I understand them not wanting to use the first round pick, but if a good player, especially one who can help you now and in the future, you know, is going to cost a first round pick and somebody who fits very well with your team, like I just think that's the price you got to pay, right? Like other like superstars go for several picks. What is a first round pick in? in the context of a team that's trying to win, right? That's usually for a team that's quote unquote one piece away. And whether or not you think the Heat are one piece away, it's like where they're at right now, it just seems to me, you know, it's not enough. Brian, who's the best player you would give up the Heat's 2023 first round pick? People are saying that like, for instance, Detroit wants an unprotected first round pick for uh, Boyan Bogdanovich. Get that out of here. They're not getting an unprotected pick. Stop. People. I know there's a there's an analytics case for Boyan Bogdanovich, but like he he would be the worst rebounder in their starting five, and he's like six nine, six eight. And I don't know who like people say he's switchable. He can guard threes and fours, and he he can't guard either one. He just happens to guard whatever. He's a laser just, man, right? Like it's just like yeah. all it is is just he's just gonna come in and shoot. If you're getting him with Nerlens Noel in the package, which you're probably gonna need a third team for, then we can probably talk about Boyan Bogdanovic. The the package that I would be looking at is because I'm thinking like if they're gonna do something of substance, it's probably gonna be a 2019-2020 type of deal where it was Jay Crowder and Andre Iguodala and Solomon Hill, like of that level. Um, and maybe they end up adding Jay Crowder as a buyout. Imagine that. But like, can they call up Utah and get Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt? Can they actually do that? Because that's the package that I'm looking at as being this year's sort of Jay Crowder 2019-2020 equivalent. 
And there are financial ways to like sort of make that happen with Duncan Robinson with mm. picks. It's gonna with, be hard. With picks, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have. You're gonna have to attach picks. Kelly Kelly Olynyk is there too, but like if whatever it takes, you're gonna have to attach picks. Let me and, let me let me throw one out to you then, Brian. Let me lob this to you. Kyle yeah. Lowry makes twenty eight million dollars. Mike Conley, who's been involved in a lot of trade talks lately, um, makes twenty two point six. You could get Conley and Vanderbilt for Lowry. I don't know if you'd have to throw them a pick. You'd have to throw them a pick. You have so, to throw them at least the first. Maybe who here like does Conley one. and Vanderbilt for Lowry? Say aye. 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 Tammy, no Timothy Bain joins the show. Um, <laughs> he's in. Brian? I think, I think, I, I don't know. I don't know. I have to think about it. I, I, I probably would, like, it depends on the draft capital, right? If it's more than a first, then probably no. If it's Lottery just, protected if it's first. La- Lowry and a first, but then if it's Lowry and a protector first, I don't think they'd do it, you know, because you have another year of Kyle Lowry if you're Utah, which, you know, given their situation, that might not be bad, but still. To your point, Conley has a partial guarantee of only $14 million on the last year of his deal, but I find it hard to believe you'd cut him and just eat that $14 million. So I think most teams would likely just play him out. So then his deal does run just like Kyle's does. That's just me kind of connecting the dots on how teams would operate with Conley's contract. But I don't know. Is Vanderbilt worth the 2023 pick? That's that's a, a good question, Sean. How do you feel about that kind of trade? Well, well I was going to ask him. That's what I was. I mean, to me, the picks, especially a 2023 pick, because I don't feel like we're going to fall into the lottery. If you, especially if you're making a move, you're you're talking about something in the similar range to where we got, you know, Jovic, like in the early 20s, mid 20s. If it's that's the case, who cares? Like I, I'm throwing that in there. What is the so Lowry's next year? Is it similar to Conley's or is it fully guaranteed? It's fully guaranteed. Fully guaranteed. Yeah. Otherwise, they wouldn't have gotten okay. him. Yeah. However, it would be yeah. So we gave him that extra year. It's going to be a big expiring, so it could have some value next year. Um, right. I think I would do that. You said you said Lowry for Vanderbilt and Conley, and we're adding a 2023 first. Correct. At least the salaries match there. <laughs> I don't know. We yeah. could get creative and try to sneak Deadman in and get another player back or something like that. Cause I know everyone wants every trade to have Dwayne Deadman going out. Um, but uh, that, that works at least from a financial perspective, if you were willing to keep Conley that additional year, I, I think the heat, the way that they compete and they always want to try to win just eating Conley's $14 million. I don't see them doing that. Timothy, you haven't had the chance to chime in much here. What do you think of that deal? And is there any other deals? I think Kyle Lowry deals aside, um, other players around the league, because you're pretty plugged into what other players are available league-wide. Who, who do you like um, that may be in the Dwayne Dedman salary range? So I sent it in the chat. And it was more the Duncan and Dedman range. It was the, 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 the I like the Pistons. Um, I like Burks and Noel. Uh, I like the Magic. I like Terrence Ross and Mobamba. Uh, I, I like the Miles, but I'm and Finney Smith is back tonight as well, along with Josh Green. Um, so I'm wondering, you know, if they give up on him already, are they going to, you know, welcome him as a reinforcement? Um, they they they're, in the, they're also in the mix with so many other names. Maybe they're willing to move on from a Timmy and the DFS. Um, but they, I, I, I like how we are all thinking that this is this is going to be some type of big blockbuster like um, Joe and Collins. Nothing that like we're not we're not getting the All Star caliber player, you know. But we, we don't really need an All Star caliber. It's just reliable role players. Um, but my favorite deal has to be um, some of the wings from from the Clippers. So they are underperforming. Well, I mean, it's under under underperforming and. <clears throat> they always say sometimes too much of a good thing is a bad thing. They have all the good six eight wings in the NBA, and they can't figure it out, you know, because someone is always left out. So maybe you're the Rocco and Marcus Morris. I personally would want Batum. In Batum, he makes like four million. If all of that, like Batum actually works for them up, up front, you know. And you know what? 
another team that may be interested in Kyle Lowry is the Clippers. There's been whispers Correct. that they're looking for point well, guard point help. Guard. Yeah, they're uh, uh, Kawhi's wanted a point guard for like four Check years. Check this out. Robert Covington and Marcus Morris, their salaries basically equal Kyle Lowry's. Who would do Robert Covington yes. and Marcus yes. Morris for yes. Kyle Lowry? Yes. Say well, no, hi. but to, t- to, 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 to Timmy's more. point, you could do Neither you team. could do, you could you could go totally nuts and you could go like Lowry and Deadman for Covington, Marcus Morris, and Nicholas Batum. <laughs> That's true. Or and three team deal. Pro- I guess you probably have to throw in the pick. You probably have to throw in the first. So Sean's head, no, I, I would definitely make another trade elsewhere to bring bring in a point guard. I wouldn't I wouldn't allow Gibb to be the starting point guard. Unless you start depot. Yeah. It goes a lot in a different direction there. It's probably too extreme of me to even uh bring down one uh, I, I have Marcus Morris in my notes though. I do have that. Like I, I was trying to figure out. I was trying to figure out. Watch the Clippers. Watch there was the Clippers. A, there was and there was some smoke about like them doing something with Dallas because there are players in Dallas who seem to fit. Correct me if I'm wrong, right, Greg? Like yes, there's yes, Dorian so, Finney-Smith. I know Spencer I, Dinwiddie was mentioned and buy low opportunities. I think like what people need to need to consider is who around the league is maybe underperforming in their current situation, because that's what the heat have to offer folks. Like (laughs) they have guys that are underperforming in their current situations. Really. If we're talking about the guys that are available. So who could by a change of, by virtue of change of scenery, become a a player. And, um, and that's where I think Dallas gets a a mention. They're looking to upgrade. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie is a killer from the uh, corners this season, and we, we know we love the corner threes. Somebody had that stat. Um, I have I, a tra- I have a trade that you can probably do, but like you're gonna need two firsts. <laughs> so throw that one out there, and then we're gonna go to Sean with, with his new segment here. But I want to hear this Dallas trade. You're gonna like there's there's a move you can do where there's Lowry involved and Deadman and and at least two first, probably even more than that, for Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith. Dorian Finney-Smith, who's underperforming. I don't know that Dorian Finney-Smith has really struggled this year. Do you really really have to send two picks to get him and Dinwiddie? I don't think you do. I think think if you're – I think because of the Lowry and – A first and a second. A first and a second. You don't think think Dallas is going to want two for Dinwiddie, the way he's been playing? No. Because if you're not gonna do two first, then I'm I'm doing that. Because I I think Dinwiddie actually, with this team and the way he's been shooting, because when he came out of college and he came out with a torn ACL and he tore his other ACL a few years ago, he wasn't really like he, he his career has changed a few different times. Where he was initially a pass first point guard, low turnover, high IQ, then he became this guy who was very clutch for the Brooklyn Nets when they were a 28 win team and was a combo guard. And then he became a straight up scoring guard. And now he's a, he's a straight up two, but he can still run your offense. And I think like Kyle Lowry actually makes sense next to Luka Doncic. Now they need scoring punch next to Luka Doncic, but as somebody who can be like, yo, like we need to run this way, like sort of as a guide for him. I think that, is actually something that like that's one of the places you could actually send Kyle Lowry and it still is a question of like what you can do with Duncan Robinson after that and I think that's where you can look at a Marcus Morris or just that Clippers roster or somewhere else and be like hey Duncan and a pick and what can we do I'm gonna throw out another scenario here but before we do um let me shout out another sponsor and that's uh water cleanup of Florida do you have a water leak that you can't find you don't know where it's coming from you're dealing with water or mold damage, you gotta reach out to Water Cleanup of Florida at 954-579-0356. They got 24-hour emergency service, but you need to get in contact with Michael. He's the man, 60 years of combined experience. Michael, Robert, their whole team, they're prepared to handle any type leak detection issue 24 hours a day. Uh, Once they uh, locate and repair the leak, they will clean and dry to fully restore the area. Water Cleanup of Florida is fully licensed, certified, they're a one-stop shop. Literally, you can get all of your uh, contracting needs done with them. They service areas, Miami, Broward, and Palm Beach County. Call Michael anytime in his personal cell, 954-579-0356. If the heat do not make a trade at the deadline, it will be a disaster. And when a disaster strikes in your home or business, contact Water Cleanup of Florida. If you got the schmutz, they got the guts. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. So how about this, y'all? I'm gonna throw out something wild. Toronto decides this thing is going sideways. And um, much like the Heat during the transition period, um, I think wanted to bring some feel good back to the fan base and Dwayne Wade was traded back. Um, are any of you buying the idea that if, if the Raptors decide to punt and Alex, I'll start with you here. Are you buying the idea that they may take Kyle Lowry back and like, let him usher in a new era there as they kind of transition year retool are you buying the idea that Kyle Lowry could actually go back to Toronto and that's a viable place for him to end up? Of course. Like that seems like a storybook type of ending for him. That was, you know, it's been pointed out plenty of times and Ethan has pointed this out actually a lot uh, that, you know, he kind of had a bumpy career before he ended up on the Raptors and really started to figure out was a late bloomer and, you know, became a, you know, sort of perennial um, fringe all-star type of guy over there. And so, that wouldn't be surprising one bit, but I think that would have to be a situation where it really, you know, this is kind of obvious to say because the trade wouldn't be accepted otherwise, but where the heat feel like, yeah, that's, you know, it's, it's cool that the Raptors get him back, but it's because they're getting better at the same time. And so that kind of implies that they're getting one of the Raptors starters who is quote unquote better than Kyle Lowry at the stage. So who are we talking about at that point? OG Ananobi, of course, people have uh, thrown him in before. So I think that's a situation where the Heat would consider it for sure. Um, that Fred takes Van all Vliet, the picks. Yeah, that takes a lot of picks. And that's where I think when the Heat would get outbid because it would take uh, multiple picks. Uh, Fred Van Vliet is an interesting name who's had a really bad down year for himself. You know, has been a very good shooter uh, on and off. I mean, mostly on ball, to be honest. Uh, over the past few years, not so much this season. He's obviously a lot younger. I don't know how the Heat feel about Fred Van Vliet. We, we know how Pat has felt about small point guards in the past, but they have two of them right now on the roster. So uh, I don't know how much that applies. Um, and just in general, the Raptors' situation is very interesting because they, they were kind of – I think they were the 12th seed not that long ago, and it seemed like they were kind of out of the, the playoff situation at one point. But I, I saw before tonight's games – they were tied with the Bulls, but were, uh, I guess, due to tiebreakers or whatever, the Bulls had the the 10th seed. So they're right back in it. I was listening to Lowe with Van Gundy. He seems to think the same, that they're going to keep going for a little bit before they make any decisions on whether they're selling their starters or not. But I think that's a really interesting one. For sure. Um, Sean now is uh... – going to usher in uh, some fun to the show. Um, I shall pass the mic to you here. They've heard me speak enough. Uh, let's let you dive in. All right, we're going to do this rapid fire. So uh, you guys might have heard on the Ringer NBA show, they do this uh, segment where GMs call in. I have trades for each of the four other panelists here. Uh, so I'm going to call in as an opposing GM. You guys are going to be the godfather, Pat Riley. I will uh, propose some ideas for you. You feel free to counter. You can hang up on me. You can talk smack to me, whatever you want to do. Okay. Um, so I'm going to start. Let me start with Alex. Alex looks like he's the most prepared here to be Pat Riley since he holds everybody accountable. Um, I don't, I, I'm not going to try to do accents. First person calling up. This is Mitch Chuck Cupcheck, Charlotte Hornets. So Alex or Pat, 
I got a couple guys that might interest you. And I think it's going to help you because they're all expiring contracts. And I think it's some guys that have been rumored to be interested in the Miami Heat before. So here's some guys that I'm going to throw out there for you. Uh, P.J. Washington, $5.8 million expiring. Um, Plumlee is a $9 million expiring. And I also have Kelly Oubre. We, we are where he's hurt, but he will be back in you know about a month. So he can, he can help you in the stretch run. $12.6 million expiring. Any of those guys interest you from Charlotte Hornets? Theoretically, sure. What what what's, what, what are the, we getting into here? Let's, let's, listen, let's, Pat, we're we're friends from back on the Lakers days, Pat. We, we were talking theoreticals here. We're talking real life. Okay, I'm at the bottom <laughs> of the standings. You're in cap hell. You're underachieving. I remember short. <laughs> I mean, look, I got teams well, calling me all the time. What's what's the offer, Mitch? <sighs> Let me see here. I mean, P.J. Washington, 5.8 expiring. If we get in the range of a, like a Deadman and Jovich, that young guy, he's, he's young, he's stretchy, kind of reminds me of like a Michael Cooper or something, you know? Michael Cooper. Very talented. <laughs> Man, no. Stop it. Stop what it, about a uh, – Wow, I mean, so, so you're saying no to that. I'm not trading Jovich or P.J. Washington, no. P.J. Washington, not, cool. I'm interested. Mason Plumley, cool. He would be a nice back of five. What about Deadman? We'd have to add some salary. Deadman and a first for P.J. Washington? P.J. Washington worth a first to you? Just a 2023 first. Pat, you never use your picks. I'm afraid not. That seems to go against what I said earlier, by the way, getting off character now where, you know, getting a young guy uh, with a first might be worth it. I don't – I don't think PJ Walker. You immediately have to extend him, though, and I think right, that's right. That's that's why I say no, Greg, because you got to extend him right away. Prove a talent. Let me ask one more thing, Alex, before I hang or Pat, before I hang up on you. Uh, I got this one from uh, from Twitter from Dylan DJL underscore one three seven. Okay, great GM. He threw this one together, and I actually checked it. And I don't think financially it works perfectly, but it's very close. Lowry, Deadman, and Jovich plus a twenty twenty three first. Four, Kelly Oubre, Plumlee, and Washington. Three expiring picks there. It's like 21, 28 million or so, almost 30 million in expiring and talent. I'm hanging up the phone pretty quickly. (laughs) Thank you. All right. My gosh. All right. Mitch is out. All right. I'm next up. Danny Ainge, your old friend. Brian. Of course I'm calling. It's Danny. Pat. Hey. I can't believe you said that to me in that series. Tell me to manage my own team. Here, I'm going to help you manage your team here. I got Jared Vanderbilt. I know you got no power forwards. I know you're struggling. I mean, it's I don't know what's going on with your power forward game. You got guys like 6'6 six, six playing power forward, 6'5. Jared six, Vanderbilt, four, he's really? bouncy. Six, he's uh, 4.3, two years left on his contract. Very athletic. He's from Kentucky, I believe, right? La Familia, he fits in there. Um and it fits in that Dwayne Dedman contract. I don't want Dwayne Dedman. I don't. I mean, Utah. We we probably just cut him. But Understood. can we get Dedman in a first? I'm trying to get. Some, I'm trying to just stockpile my first. Dedman in a first. Give me for Jared Vanderbilt. I think I would, but I want to counter your offer first. I want. Yeah, do... I'm not putting any protections on this pick because I don't like you, Pat. You know me, and you go way back. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go f yourself. Um, right. but. With this counter offer, can I interest you in? We could take we could take Dwayne Dedman off the table. You don't want him anyway, right? We could just take him off the table. You know we have the other Dwayne too, Dwayne Wade. He's here in Utah. Just letting you know. Not not anymore. I mean, he he. You know, like even Sundance couldn't keep him in that town, so he kind of bounced on you guys. I don't think Pat Riley would be talking like this, but whatever. Um, yeah. What's your counter? I got lots of calls. Duncan Robinson, Max Strus. The unprotected 2023 first. And we'll throw in a second round pick for Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt. Go through the players one more time, very quickly. Duncan Robinson, Max Struess, unprotected 2023 first round pick. And a second round pick for Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt. I think on Utah's side... The problem is the Duncan Robinson contract. 
if you're he a team like that, I'm, we're coming out of we're coming He's out of a character. Perfect fit for what you guys are trying to do as an organization. That's just do one. any of you other guys pop in since I can I can break out of character for a second. What do you guys think about that deal? Uh, I think that you would regret giving up that much of what you do have in terms of assets for players that, like, frankly, I know people can talk to me about Malik Beasley and Jared Here, Vanderbilt, but here's come the thing. Here's on, the thing. y'all. People, people on the comments are going to say it sounds like a lot, but people have to understand. I'll say picks, that too. Like, people, p- picks are going to, like, people are going to value this shit on other teams. Like, they're going to no, want picks I- for everybody. You if you really can use your 2023 pick to get off Duncan, there are players that make 16 million or more that I would go and target instead of what you are proposing. And if that's how we're really going to use the 2023 pick, I just feel like you could probably go get one more impactful player versus those two. Um, but maybe I'm underrating Malik well, Beasley he, and Jared Vanderbilt. I don't watch Utah play often. Malik Beasley's a better movement shooter, as Zach Lowe talked about recently on the podcast. The, the key with me for both of them, because at, at the trade deadline, and we're going to let Sean continue, at the trade deadline, I think trading for expiring contracts this year, is, is there's no point to it. Because one, if you're trying to get cap space for free agency, players aren't really making it to free agency like they used to. Who gives a shit? And then two, you need contracts that go beyond this year because this team, unless something dramatic happens probably not getting to the finals look let's just call it what it is so Malik Beasley is signed for next season as is Jared Vanderbilt and but people forget but Vando Vando is a uh, one of the rare nine five five one one players which PJ Washington also is as well mm. you know he gets you one steal one block almost five assists five rebounds almost 10 points so he, he first the start sheet but I, I would rather Vando than PJ for the record this is a good question. For, this is a good question from Ethan, though. We should Alejandro. We should actually put this one up because <laughs> I was thinking about this earlier, and I would I would well, know only the question, the question for people listening on the podcast feed. Assuming this will go on the podcast feed, would you guys trade Caleb Martin in the right deal? And I would say, if it's the right deal, it depends on what it is. Maybe only Sean has one. Toronto, I'm not giving up Caleb for anything other than Mr. Anobi. Yeah, exactly, Timmy. Something like that makes sense. Caleb, OG, and Anubi. I mean, Caleb and whatever else you need to get give up for OG and Anubi, but I don't know if they can get enough for OG, get give enough for OG and Anubi. I know there was one in the Twitter comments about we we had talked about Grant Williams a while back. Would you do Caleb Martin for Grant Williams? The Boston Celtics, maybe they figure out they're not going to be able to retain him this summer, and Caleb would still be around on a on a Pretty cheap, I think, contracts. Greg? <laughs> I, I wouldn't do it because Grant Williams is looking to get paid anywhere between 13 and 15 million per year this summer. Um, and because Al Horford took a really sweet deal with Boston, they essentially have uh, enabled themselves to stay um, at the same luxury tax payment this year that they'll have next year. Like it won't increase and they can keep Grant Williams at around that salary. So I think that that situation, as much as the heat do like Grant Williams, um, I don't think that it's viable. So sorry to rain on parades. Alejandro, that comment from Alan Peter Kuya Thanos. We got to, we got to put, <laughs> I feel like a lot of people on the street feel the same way that they hate Grant Williams. 13 to 15 million doesn't sound like something that's like, you know, something that I would be interested in. But to answer your question, Sean, um, I wouldn't mind a Grant Williams type of move, but like, I don't see Miami and Boston making some midseason trade. New, new management, new management. All right. I got two left. I'm going to go fast. Uh, Timmy's up next and we'll finish off with uh, the OG Greg. Timmy. Back into character. This is Jerry West. It, with where you're at, your background, it looks like the Forum Club. Are you in the Forum Club? I used to love that place. The curtains nice in the back. Nice, nice drinks. Nice beautiful drink. back there. <laughs> Had some amazing times there back in the Showtime era. Uh, I got a couple guys that might interest you. We t- talked about them earlier a little bit. I know you guys are looking for some length. Uh, I got Marcus Morris. I got Robert Covington. I got Nick Batum. 
both of them, or I should say all three of them are on somewhere between 11 to $16 million contracts. Uh, both all the, all of them have two years on their contracts. It's going to have to be something, you know, I'm going to have to get some draft capital back if I'm taking uh, Mr. Duncan Robinson. Like he just doesn't really fit with what we're trying to do. Well, I mean, you can, I, it's, it's hard for you guys to get to those numbers. I'm, I'm just looking Jerry, at your give roster. Me a number, what... Jerry, give me the amount. <laughs> give me the amount. Jerry. I mean, I mean, obviously you guys aren't going to trade Victor Oladipo. I mean, you just talked about Caleb Martin. That's what I'm saying. These numbers, you just don't, you know, you Jerry, Victor how many nine. Picks do you want? Who do you want out of those three? All of Duncan them. Duncan in a first. All of them. <laughs> Man. Well, I can't. How are you going to get to $28, 38000000 million? Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Duncan and Lowry. How many picks is it going to cost me? I mean, it's going to have to be some combination of two or a first and Jovic with the numbers. I just can't how, imagine how you, you guys are going to do how that. How do you feel about a second, a second round pick instead of Jovic? Oh, right. you you work, you're Jerry West. You work wonders with second round picks. Come on now, you don't, you're already taking Kyle Lowry. Come on now, you could you could take a, a, a first and a second. You let me pause for a second. There's <laughs> nobody in the world that's taking Duncan Robinson <laughs> and Kyle Lowry's contracts. <laughs> For the incentive of a second, I like wondering. Jerry just, how long you I just hung up, up the yeah. phone. Oh, he said Jovic. No, I wouldn't yeah. trade him. But but I'm not look look Beamer because people. I, I want Batum, Batum and Roko. Batum, Batum and Roko. But how do you get to like? How do you you can't get to those numbers without doing a Duncan trade? And then how do yeah. you make it work? A dunk, like, Duncan. No, that's what and, I'm and saying. A, like great. So Duncan a first and Yurt for Batum and Roko. Yeah. And yurt. I mean, but he's not the value of a first. You can't you can't substitute him in the place of a first. That's not gonna no. work for people. Jovic, you could, but Yurt not. is on an expiring yeah. contract. I just want to say this because this in the chat people are talking about Jovic. I'm not trading Nikola Jovic. Period. Unless yeah. the deal is like crazy, but I'm not trying to trade Nikola Jovic. Nope. I think it goes back to the point that if Greg made earlier. Bones, if you go to Bad Bones, how about just just Marcus Mars? So 16.3, that's easier because now you're right in Duncan's range of 16.9. So you do you do add... a lottery, lottery? I didn't mean to interrupt you, Sean. Lottery but, protected first round pick and Duncan Robinson for Marcus Morris. Who does that trade? I would. Me and Brian actually said this in the summer that they should do it. Alex is rolling his eyes and shaking his head. You're not doing it? I, I'm not against Marcus Morris, but I think, again – like I said before, if I'm if I'm giving up that pick, I'm doing it for yes, a younger Ethan, player. Yes. Slash a combo of yes, guys. Ethan. It's gotta be it's gotta be a couple of guys or it's gotta be uh somebody who I know is gonna help me in the short term and long term. So I'm 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 gunning for more just in my mindset of Vanderbilt, not necessarily Grant Williams, but I'm saying guys who are 24, 25, who are proven very good at their positions already. You know what I mean? So I, I think Morris is a little bit on the older side already, so I'm more hesitant towards uh, giving up for an older guy. Other than Boyan, I'm, I'm very biased towards Boyan just because I Marcus think Morris, 38% on five and a half attempts from three. Um, but I do the Clippers under- are playing him a lot too. I, I do understand your concerns there. I think that He's that, a culture fit, Greg. That's true. He they fit, need some sure. dog on this roster. Um, so that is something to think about too. Um but it doesn't sound like a deal happened on that phone call, did it? Yeah, I don't know, Jerry. How, how do you feel about that? No, <laughs> I mean, I agree more with Alex. I feel like, and it, I would do that trade that you talked about the Duncan in the first if I knew I was getting something out of the Deadman trade, also. But I'm not trading a first with Duncan and what is it, the 29 first or whatever the next one is with Deadman too. You can't do that both unless you're getting something that's like blowing our minds away. How did Pat Riley pull this off? All right. I know we're almost up to the hour, so I want to go to the last one. Greg, you said on many times on this podcast about moving deck chairs on the Titanic. And I, Mark Cuban, not only have I invented the Titanic, I have also invented the deck chairs, and I will sell you more deck chairs if you'd like them for your Titanic. 
Are you ready? Yes, but I no longer am uh, on the Titanic. We never sink. And you got heat culture, baby. Got- <laughs> Keep going. I won't bring up the 06 finals. You guys cheated. But here's what I got for you. Click. I know you guys aren't happy about <laughs> I know you guys aren't happy about Duncan Robinson. <laughs> Duncan Robinson is hurt. He's not playing. He's not in the rotation. You gave him all that money. I got a guy that's very similar. His name is Davis Bertans. Three million, or I'm sorry, three years, 16 million. Duncan's four years, 16 million. Will you give me a first to get out of one year out of that contract? We're moving chairs, both shooters, or shooters in quotes. Would you give up a first to shorten that contract? Alex is just disgusted with it. Man, hell no. Absolutely not. I can't believe you would call, especially after you botched the last trade where we were going to send you Goran. It actually kind of worked out, but that was a real that that cost us a cost us a pick in the process of getting Jimmy Butler. So how dare you call and ask for my picks this way? Um, I would say that I would trade Bertans for Duncan Robinson head up and just get that year difference because of the size that Bertans has and he can stretch the floor. Um, how about um, Dorian Finney-Smith and maybe one of like your lower salary guys, somebody that's not going to stick around for a while. I don't know who, um, may, somebody that's on a one-year deal at the end Hold of up. that bench um, for Hold a up. player. Go ahead. Dwight Powell. Dwight Powell. Powell up. Up. Either one of those guys for Duncan Robinson, okay. if I include a lottery-protected pick. Are, are you open-minded to that? Have you ever heard of Frank Nidakilnia? I, <laughs> I remember you fans wanted to draft him over whoever the hell you drafted. Athletic, athletic point guard. <laughs> Who did we draft that year? I don't know, man. Nilakina was 2018? That's Bam, no? Yeah. Uh, no, he was 2017. He was Donovan Mitchell's year. That's Bam, right? That's Bam. That's, that's Bam. Bam. Yeah. Oh, okay, shit. Yeah, no, never mind. People didn't really want to. He went ahead of Bam. Ah, that's by, funny. By that's a, a great way to end the show. We are not going to be making any trades with the New York Knicks because that's who that player reminds me of, not the Dallas Mavericks. Um, But I do think Dallas is a team to watch. The Clippers are a team to watch. If Toronto all of a sudden decides to um, uh kind of retool that's a team to watch if, if i'm a heat fan and then these smaller deals so we'll we'll continue to keep you updated um but uh i am not making that deal so consider you hung up on um for for, for that whole situation and uh thank you for joining us we're gonna have more of these as news pops off uh we appreciate you joining us we'll have this on the podcast feed shout out to uh prize picks shout out to water cleanup of florida and Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.